Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All righty, away we go. Hour number three of our radio program. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. We do kick off. Week five of the NFL season tonight with a wonderful matchup, if I may say so myself, with the Bears going up against the Commanders. Woof, woof. This is not a game that really makes you want to run to the TV set. I will say this, though. <laughs> this is the type of game where Roger Goodell goes, man, too bad Taylor Swift isn't dating like Sam Howell. Or too bad Taylor Swift is not dating Justin Fields. Because you're going to need more eyeballs to the TV set, or I guess uh, streaming with Amazon, to get people to really pay attention. I'll give you more of my breakdown of this game later on in the hour. Uh, I'm picking the commanders. I'll tell you that right now. I'll give you the play on the spread. Coming up in about 40 minutes, though, from now. But you look at week four, and you want to see which teams are going to bounce back in week five. You had the Miami Dolphins get blown out by the Buffalo Bills by a score of 48-20. to Uh, You take a look at the Green Bay Packers. They started week four last week on Thursday Night Football, and they lost in their own building, and the game was never competitive by 14 points. You then see uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who just got dominated, and that calf injury with Burrow is still impacting that team, but the Bengals lose to the Tennessee Titans by a score of 27-3. to Uh, You see the New Orleans Saints. They had an awful showing where they couldn't even register a touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then you take a glance at the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we had Nico Collins on from the Texans earlier in the week, and Nico Collins had two touchdowns in the game and uh, did have uh, over 150 yards receiving in that 30-6 to victory for the Texans up against the Steelers. So we look at those five teams, and the Dolphins play the Giants this week, the Packers play the Raiders, the Bengals play Arizona, the Saints play the Patriots, and the Steelers play the Ravens. We're trying to see those five teams, who's going to bounce back this week. Uh, You look at the Miami Dolphins. It's perfect timing coming off your only loss of the season and what was a horrible performance for the Dolphins up against the Bills. You're in Miami, and you're welcome in the New York Giants. Does anyone have any confidence in the Giants right now? I do. Oh, yeah, Yeah. sure. You're the the biggest critic. Uh, Like how William Hung can't stand uh, Simon Cowell on American Idol. That's how Evan Neal probably looks at you right now with the New York Giants. He, he probably thought you were flipping hot dogs and flipping hamburgers. Also, can we address the elephant in the room on, on those comments? And I know I, I talked about it in a very serious talk show host-like way earlier where I kind of, I don't want to say justified Evan Neal's comments, but talked about how he's a 23-year-old kid and how he grew up in a social media era and this is the first time in his life he's ever had anything probably negative said about him by the majority of people. But when you make a hot dog, Samter, does anyone flip a hot dog? I've never heard of that term, flipping a hot dog. Flipping burgers, sure, but not flipping a hot dog. 
I mean, the only way I'll eat a hot dog is if it's in a boiling pot of water, like at a baseball game. Really? So, like a grilled hot dog, I don't care if you flip it, if Wait, you turn what? it, if you spin it, if you throw it in the air, you know, drop it on the ground, cover it in dirt, and throw it back on the this grill. This is a hellacious take. No, you gotta, it's ballpark franks in hot water. It's the only way to eat them. Wait, 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 wait. I consider myself a man's man, and I envision in the summer the grill. Yeah, and you have to have your hot dogs on the grill, some sausage on the grill. Sausage, yes. Also, burgers on the grill, and then maybe some lamb chops, too, if you want to get a little bougie. Everyone likes a good lamb chop. But you're telling me that if, if let's say, I invite you over, we have a, a barbecue this summer, and I put a hot dog on the grill, you will not eat it? I wouldn't even go near it. I wouldn't even look at oh, it. No. I might even boycott the rest of the food that may have been oh, near no. it or touched it while on the grill. Stu, I need your help here because I almost feel as if CBS Sports Radio makes it their mission to surround me with idiotic producers who eat like a bunch <laughs> of three-year-olds when it comes to the food department. No, like hot I eat take everything. Hickey, like Hot Take Hickey had some of the worst food takes I've ever heard a human being uh, you know, formulate out of his mouth and try to spew into a microphone. You can't do this. You can't do that. Not putting a hot dog on a grill and only consuming it in boiling water. That's a terrible job by Sour Take Samther. Yeah, it's awful. It, it, at a baseball game, it's one thing. Yeah. But other than that, it reminds me of like grade school where it'd be hot dog day and it'd just be like disgusting and rubbery. Like, I don't know. No, no. So Samther, you prefer... The New York City Dirty Water Dog. Oh, my God, yes. Compared to, oh yes, please. let's say, putting a nice wiener, a nice Hebrew national right on the grill, have it glistening. Ugh. You would rather just have someone dip their the, the tongue into the dirty water. Can't wait. And out Ugh. they uh, grab a wiener, and they put it right on your plate where you then consume that wiener. I mean, I might actually go right now and just hop downstairs and see if I can find the closest street vendor and grab one right now. That sounds delicious. Jeez. Absolutely. That's, However, that's if we're grilling burgers, steak, chicken, and like, you know, worsts or different kinds of sausages, all for it on the grill. Just not a hot dog. Because a hot dog is not real <laughs> meat. So you might as well go. What are you talking about? Hot dogs are just a combination of just random junk thrown together into a little packaging and it's nasty what do you put on your hot dog two things and only two things and that's it mustard and sauerkraut those are the only two things that belong in a hot dog you put you put ketchup on a hot dog never talk to you again now you you haven't even discussed what's the best way to consume a hot dog what type of hot dog what do you mean what type of hot dog hebrew national for sure no 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 the best hot dog is the pig in the blanket for multiple reasons yeah you, I go to a wedding, I go to any event, if they have pigs in the blanket, it's the great unifier in our country. You could be Republican, you could be Democrat, it doesn't matter what religion you are, it doesn't matter what race you are. If you put a pig in a blanket in front of someone, it brings everyone together and it's instantly the best appetizer. I personally enjoy pigs in a blanket more than just your traditional hot dog, a big dog on a bun and with your sauerkraut and and your ketchup, your mustard, whatever you want to do. I am personally more of a pig-in-a-blanket fan than a hot dog fan. Sure, I can go with that. I'm not a huge hot dog fan to begin with, but pigs in a blanket are fine. But if I'm at, like, a wedding... like, 30 of them, too. If I'm at a wedding or, like, some sort of a catered event, and pigs in the blanket is the creme de la creme of the hors d'oeuvres, get me out of there. That's awful. For my sister's wedding, 
It was the one thing that I made sure was there. I said, I don't care how many photos you want me to take. I don't care what the drink selection is. I don't care who you sit me by. I just need a pig in a blanket. And I was a very happy customer. Anyway. You, you sound like a 12-year-old. No, I don't. I just sound like a logical human being. Do you and, also like like chicken fingers? No. With... Well, I, I do like chicken fingers, but I don't like go out of my way to say, oh, I can only eat it like Applebee's and get chicken fingers on half-off apps. No, that's not I can just see you sitting with a, you know, a paper a plate with some chicken fingers, palette. mac and cheese, and, and pigs in the no, blanket. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I eat very well. And a Capri very Sun well. or maybe some apple juice. Sam, I'll go get you a, a kitty's meal, and I'll get you a kitty's toy, all right? All about the Lunchables, baby. <laughs> Lunchables were a good uh, high school snack. There's no doubt about that. I love me some Lunchables. Um, anyway, get into these teams this week that identified uh, that need to bounce back. Dolphins going up against the Giants. There's no doubt about it. The Dolphins should crush the Giants. The Giants are going nowhere this year. They're on their way to 1-5. and five. They're on their way to a top-five pick in the NFL draft, uh, maybe top-10 um, you know, five may be too harsh, but you look at the Dolphins, it's a perfect get back spot and get right spot with Tua Tunga Vailoa, Tyree Kill, and Jalen Waddell. The Dolphins have speed, the Dolphins have a lot of star players. You look at the Giants offense, we'll see if Saquon Barkley comes back this week. Daniel Jones doesn't really intimidate anybody. Uh, Darren Waller, he's a good tight end, but he's just so up and down. And he hasn't really clicked yet with the Giants. I believe the Dolphins could absolutely destroy the Giants this week. Packers and the Raiders. You know, I, I think this is a week where we learn a lot about the Packers. The Raiders are no good. The The Raiders are no bueno. But for the Packers. Stu's about to start crying. Well, it's, I'm just being truthful here. And Stu would He's agree with this. He's not wrong. And, like, Stu, you agree. The Packers should beat the Raiders this week. Multiple touchdowns. Like, like 10, 10, 14 points. Well, I wouldn't go that far. And I don't know if Garoppolo's playing. Uh, we'll see if Garoppolo plays this week. I don't think that really moves the pendulum one way or another. But it's safe to say the Packers should beat the Raiders this week. I'm not saying blow them out. I'm not saying embarrass them. I'm not saying uh, just absolutely destroy them and emasculate them. But if the Packers are moving in the right direction, you should be able to, to beat an inferior football team. And even though we don't know what the Packers are, if the Packers lose this game, I'll be out on the Green Bay Packers for the rest of the season. And I, I like that defense. I like Kenny Clark. You look on the offensive side of the ball. Now Watson's back. You got Dobbs. Uh, you know, A.J. Dillon I'm not a big fan of, but Aaron Jones is a good running back in this league. You should be able to beat a Raiders team that has no defense outside of Max Crosby. And on the offensive side of the ball, they have Devontae Adams. The coach doesn't know how to use Josh Jacobs, which is crazy to me. And you have underwhelming quarterback play. The Bengals. This game actually scares me for the Bengals this week. Because the Cardinals aren't any good, but the Cardinals at least give you a good first half effort. If the Bengals can't score points, though, in a 60-minute game against the Cardinals, we got big-time problems in Cincinnati. Now, I don't think they're going to rest Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to play in this game. And then you have Seattle. And then you go into a bye week. And you got to win these next two games. You got to find a way to get to three and three and salvage your season. But if Jamar Chase doesn't get in the end zone this week, I, I may never bet any time touchdown on Jamar Chase ever again. Because the last two weeks, I thought it was a lock he would get in the end zone after not scoring the first two weeks of the season. Eh, eh, wrong on both. And no, that wasn't the emergency alert system that everyone got yesterday as well, which gave everyone a, a scare right at like 2.20 p.m. Eastern yesterday when they were testing it. But you got to think the Bengals are going to be able to score points. But the Cardinals are a team that through the first four weeks of the season, we all know they're not good. 
but they're going to be giving you a great effort. And you just wonder how long that could last because I think the Cardinals have fed into no one believes in us very similarly to the 2019 um, Miami Dolphins where everyone's saying you're going to be the number one overall pick and you surprise some people. How long can you carry that momentum? Saints and the Patriots. This may be the biggest 50-50 toss-up game of the weekend. The Saints are overrated. I, I don't trust Derek Carr. He's dealing with an injury right now. You know, you have Alvin Kamara back. Michael Thomas is a shell of himself. Uh, Chris Olave is a really good wide receiver. On paper, that's a good defense. But the Saints are a team where I don't think they could win this year. They could only lose. Like, even if they win the NFC South, everyone's reaction is going to be, oh, yeah, the Saints should win the NFC South. If they go in a playoff game, that's a different story. I don't think the Saints win a playoff game this year. But when you look at the Saints, I'll trust teams like Atlanta. I'll trust a team like Tampa Bay more than the Saints. And now you go into New England this weekend where the only thing intimidating about the Patriots is going into New England and just the aura about the Patriots and Foxborough. But that's what it once was. Now this defense doesn't have Matthew Judon. They don't have Christian Gonzalez. This is a defense that's going to regress because of that. And on offense, you're going up against a bad offensive line, a bad quarterback, and no wide receivers that are that are any good. If the Saints can't put up 21 points this week and walk out of Foxborough with the victory, I was never in on the Saints, but there's no reason then to believe in the New Orleans Saints. And then finally, this is a tough one this week. I know Kenny Pickett may be inching towards playing, and it's one thing for him to say it, but we'll see if he actually does play. But this is a bad spot for uh, Kenny Pickett if he does play to be going up against the Baltimore Ravens. I know the Ravens have been decimated with injuries, and you look at this game, both teams, their defenses have been pretty damn good. This seems like it's going to be a slugfest if Pickett does play. Both of these quarterbacks are, are going to go up against these lethal defenses. I trust Lamar Jackson, obviously, way more than Kenny Pickett. I don't think the Steelers bounce back this week against the Baltimore Ravens. I love the Ravens this week in kind of a low-scoring game where it's going to be physical on both sides of the ball defensively for both of these offenses. But how can you trust the Steelers' offense right now compared to the Ravens' offense when they do have Lamar Jackson? So those Week 5 bounce backs, I expect the Dolphins to bounce back against the Giants. I expect the Packers to bounce back against the Raiders. I'm hesitant on the Bengals, but ultimately their talent does prevail up against the Cardinals. Saints and Pats, I'll, I guess I'll pick the Saints by a field goal. And then I think the Steelers uh, continue to go the direction the Patriots are going in, which is the wrong direction. And the uh, Steelers will lose to the Ravens this week. Who's going to bounce back this week in the NFL that lost in week four, that will win in week five? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll come on back. We'll update you on some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We call this segment the News Brief, but the Zach Gelb Show will take a timeout first and we'll come on back in five minutes. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Let's update you some of the biggest stories in the world of sports with some audio. We get to the news brief. Time for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. Let's start off with Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. He got some pushback this week when Stephon Diggs was going off against the uh, Miami Dolphins and had three touchdowns for the Bills on why he didn't have Xavier Howard shadow Stephon Diggs for the entirety of the game. We gave Diggs a lot of attention, obviously not, not enough, you know, as far as schematically. Um, you know, I, yeah, in hindsight, maybe, but I, I really don't feel bad about that decision. I mean, I have confidence in Cater, and um, it didn't work out. But the second guessing was justified. So let me translate that to you in the coaches speak. That is him saying he got it wrong and they should have shadowed Stefan Diggs with Xavier Howard, but you have to understand the circumstance. The corner that got abused by Stefan Diggs is a second year corner. And I don't think you want to ruin that kid's confidence. So you're not going to come out and publicly say, yeah, I definitely got it wrong. But when he said the second guessing could be justified, is him basically admitting he got it wrong, but not wanting to ruin the second-year cornerback's confidence. Let's go to Cam Newton. How about this comment? So Tyree Kill said in his next career, he wants to become a porn star. So Cam was asked about that, and he revealed something about his junk. Listen up. I don't want to be no porn star. God blessed me with a lot of things, but... He ain't blessed me with no hammer. I got two <laughs> inches of straight venom. Okay, no. Oh, no. Nah, 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 that's a Hold on, you said, hold on. Had I been given a hammer, I wouldn't be wearing my pants right now. I mean, I got a lot of confidence, dog. And uh, God knew what he was doing when he made me. And he said, no, 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 we're going to give him all that confidence. We're going to give him all that swag. We're going to give him all that height, body composition, all that. But whoa, 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 whoa. Make it average. All righty. We have to have a serious conversation about that. You think he's just having that conversation for clicks? Or do you think that's a genuine conversation that Cam just had? I think that he's a brilliant mastermind when it comes to the ladies because he has now done three things. He's gotten girls thinking about it. Mm -hmm. He's gotten girls 
curious about it. And he's also gotten girls lowering their expectations. So if they do ever actually see it, it can't get any worse than what they're expecting. Cam Newton is a genius. Mm-hmm. He is confident. And you, I'm sure he's doing all right in that category uh, to have that level of confidence. But brilliant. Man's a brilliant man. You just put in the YouTube chat a poll question here. Do you believe Cam that he has a small hammer? Man, the stanzas for CBS Sports Radio just went from like <laughs> here to all the way down here. Well, see, I don't actually run the chat for CBS Sports Radio in the in the chat. Is and, that Stu? It's not. It's nobody. There, there's a there's a third party somewhere in the building. Big Brother's always watching. Someone's always watching. I don't know who wrote this, where this came from, but it certainly wasn't me. I didn't think Stu had that in him. I don't think it is Stu. I still think it's Samter. But Cap is always watching us with these cameras. There'll be days where Cap will just send me photos when I'm doing my show. And I'm like, I didn't even know this camera was on. So I'm going to lean that that's Samter in the poll question. But what I will say about this, I don't think Cam is lying. But maybe when you're in a locker room with a lot of other guys that have bigger hammers than you, it still doesn't mean that you have a small hammer just compared to the environment that you're in. You may wish you had a bigger hammer compared to the other players <laughs> that you're comparing to maybe in passing when you see the uh, the, the other grown man in the, uh, in the locker room in the shower, I guess is what Cam's saying. But Cam comes off as someone that has, and I got to remember on in the afternoon and on in the evenings anymore, as BDE, right? You would think Cam has BDE, but he basically just told you he only has, what did he say, two inches of venom? That, I don't understand what that even means. Oh, he's saying he only has a, a well, two-inch inch two inches part. What does the venom mean? Is he going to kill somebody? No, I just think he, he knows. Maybe it's not how big it is, just how you use it. Listen, he's come up with a lot of euphemisms for that thing between a hammer and venom. So who knows? All right, we'll move on. I'm trying not to get fired here. Marshawn Lynch on why there's no relationship with Russell Wilson. This is on the Club Shay Shay podcast with Shannon Sharp. I didn't with with Pete, uh-huh. and then I mean, you know, Russ was like just a quarterback for me. You didn't have no kind of a relationship. Y'all didn't kick it like that. I respect Russell as you know, feel me, as a player and as a teammate. Mm-hmm. Anything that I say is gonna come off as you know malice or as if I'm you know a hater or. Right. But I mean, you know, as far as anything else, it's like y'all you know, didn't have a relationship outside of football. No, nah, there's no can't pick up the phone and and and, and call oh boy or nothing. So I don't think Marshawn Lynch likes Pete Carroll because he probably feels as if, right, some of the conversation has been that the reason why he didn't get the ball is because they were trying to get Russell Wilson the MVP, and then you know the interception happened with Malcolm Butler. So I understand why he doesn't like Pete Carroll. And what you hear a lot more from these Seahawks players is they all say, like, oh, we're not rooting against Russell Wilson. But then you saw last year how all the Seahawks players danced on the grave of Russell Wilson, I think it goes back to the way that the defensive players thought that Pete Carroll treated Russell Wilson differently and coddled him compared to where Pete had a higher standard and was more critical of the defense because they were the Legion of Boom. They were this all-time great defense. Whenever they didn't have a great game, Pete was probably more critical on the defense than he was in terms of being critical of Rustin and play well. So none of this surprises me, and we kind of saw it last year where Pete got back in the good graces of some of the players because they all gathered together in kind of celebrating, whether it was internally or publicly, the failures of Russell Wilson once he left the Seattle Seahawks. Here is Gilbert Arenas on his own show, The Gilbert Arenas Show, as he rips the heat culture. 
Y'all can get Dwight Howard because he's trying to get back in the NBA. So that that type of culture he's going to go for. But a star player who's been in, like they've seen what it is. Like you're not going to get KD. You're not going to convince KD to come there and go through. Like I'm a professional already. Right. You 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 trying to break me not to go to South Beach? That ain't me. Well, LeBron joined Heat culture. Chris Bosh joined Heat culture with Pat Riley being there. I don't think it's made for for everybody, and it's more conducive to someone like Jimmy Butler that then it enables Jimmy Butler to become a top ten player because he buys in and has a similar thought process of Pat Riley. But do I really need to hear Gilbert Arenas lecturing people on culture? Like, I don't think that's the best source on lecturing people on culture. And it seemed like Dame Lillard was pretty okay joining that culture as well. Yeah, because Dame Lillard is the perfect fit for Heat culture. He's a guy that I know that you could say maybe it got all dramatic, but forever he didn't want to request a trade because he thought he was going to look bad. And everyone knew he wasn't going to look bad. A guy like Kevin Durant, yeah, maybe he does butt heads with Pat Riley because KD is all about the power and KD wants to control the organization. But LeBron James is very similar, right? LeBron goes anywhere, and he gets to call the shots, but that wasn't the case in Miami because there's some guys that I don't want to say have more clout than LeBron because no one in the NBA has more clout than LeBron, but with what Pat Riley did, LeBron respected it. And remember, LeBron tried to get Eric Spolster fired, and Pat said, no, that's not happening. I'm not coming back to coach. And you kind of saw Pat won out against LeBron, and then ultimately LeBron left and used some of the things that Pat Riley said as motivation, whether he wants to admit that or not. Michael Malone, the coach of the defending world champion Denver Nuggets on the Lakers, yapping back and forth the media days. This courtesy of ESPN. Oh, they're talking about us? Yeah. Yeah. I, that was like four months ago? Yeah. I, no, I, I can't speak for anybody in L.A. You know, I can speak for uh, 17 players on our team, 18 players now in our group. But uh, if they're still worried about us, that's on them. So there was a lot of back and forth. Even Stu can attest to it between the Lakers and the Nuggets. And this all goes back to the Nuggets were annoyed even when they were winning and even when they were dominating the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron makes it the story. Oh, you know, who knows what my future is going to have here? And then you have every Tom, Dick, and Harry in the media the next day. 855-2124-CBS. Is LeBron going to retire? Is he leaving the Lakers? And we all knew LeBron was just trying to deflect from the fact that he got swept and he floated out some uncertainty, as I say that in air quotes, about his future. So I don't anticipate the Nuggets to love the Lakers, nor should they. And I think this is actually good for the NBA. Because here's what annoys me about the NBA now. And this is part of LeBron's fault, too. Everyone tries to be friends with everybody. Everyone's buddy-buddy with everybody. And it drives me crazy. I'm not saying you have to hate people and you have to really have all these contentious relationships, but it's okay in sports to have rivalries. And if this is a rivalry, I'm all for it and I'm all good with it. And even though Jimmy Butler was a little bit wacky at media day the other day, he's using Damian Lillard not going there as a way to kind of fuel up this rivalry between the Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks, and he's going after the Bucks coach, and he's saying he doesn't like him, and everyone knows that about him, about their time in Chicago, and he's going to kind of use this as motivation and also say, oh, the Bucks were tampering, which we all know that they weren't. There's no way to tamper here, at least that I could figure out in this situation. So I think some of this, I don't know if hatred's the right, right word, but friction and back and forth is good for the NBA. Because it drives me nuts with the NBA when it's like all oh, this buddy-buddy league and no one actually gives a you-know-what about the regular season. Uh, here is Sean McDonough, 
and he was on the play-by-play -play last night where the Rays barely had no one in the building for an elimination game. They had no one in the building for their first game uh, in the wild card, and he ripped Rays fans. This courtesy of ESPN. Ground ball not hit very hard, but that's going to get through in the center field for Robbie Grossman. And on to third goes Seager. And some booze starting to come down from the group. I'm not sure we could call it a crowd. The group here at the drop. <laughs> now, I saw that he got some, some blowback for this. Are we really that sensitive in society now? The goal is the play-by-play -play person is to tell you what's going on. Now, you could add some color to it. You could be a little bit more bold than maybe the button-up broadcaster. And I'm a big fan of Sean McDonough. I thought Sean McDonough was excellent on Monday Night Football. I don't love him for hockey, if I'm being honest. But you know, college football, I think he's tremendous when he has that voice crack too. Touchdown! I absolutely love that. But Sean McDonough going after the Rays fans last night, it's 100% spot on. I know that they were disappointing in the playoffs. They got swept out. Every team got swept out this year. Um, you know, that lost and the wild card round's already over and we wait for Saturday for baseball to pick back up with the division series. But you look at that Sean McDonough comment, if you're a Rays fan and you're annoyed by that, have more fans show up. And it's embarrassing when you have a team that's been so good for so long and that stadium is empty. That's pathetic. And I don't like to advocate moving a team because if I was a P1 fan of that team and I had someone on the radio uh, basically bloviating about, oh, that uh, fan base doesn't deserve a team, it would drive me bonkers. But when you can't even fill a building or come close to filling a building for a playoff game, like you don't deserve the team. And if Major League Baseball wants to rip the, the, the Rays out of Tampa, I would have no problem with it. All right, let's go to Ted, Teddy Lehman, uh, who used to uh, play at Oklahoma, I believe. And uh, he has thrown some shade here at Quinn Ewers, courtesy of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Eichert and Lehman. I think he's average. I think the offense creates a bunch of really good opportunities for him, and he's he's good at those, but I don't think he has elite arm talent. I don't think he has elite athleticism. Man, if you're saying that, and I know he's... Is he, Samter, he's what, on the Oklahoma broadcast team? Yes, he's an analyst for Oklahoma, and he obviously has this podcast. And he's a former linebacker for the Sooners. So associated with Oklahoma, gets a paycheck from Oklahoma. But I'm not saying that he's on the team right now, even though he gets a paycheck for Oklahoma. It's not like a player or a coach saying that. I think that's a little bit harsh, especially with the way that Quinn Ewers dominated up against Alabama. And say what you want about Alabama this year. Their offense is not good, but they do have a good defense. If you're going to say that, you better have Oklahoma win this weekend. And this is a big statement for Brett Venables. This is a big statement for Dylan Gabriel, too. Um, I thought that was a little bit too too harsh on Quinn Ewers. I don't think Quinn Ewers is great. I don't think he's going to be a great pro. But he's been a good college quarterback, and he's showing that this year with almost 1,400 yards passing, 10 touchdowns, only one interception, and having the best win of the season in college football going into Tuscaloosa and beating the Alabama Crimson Tide by 10 points. But I can't wait. That adds more uh, fuel to the fire here for Red River uh, this upcoming Saturday at noon between Texas and Oklahoma. All righty, we'll take a break here on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We will come on back. We'll give you a thought in the game tonight between the Commanders and Bears and also 
We'll get into the latest with James Harden. But actually, before we, we get the update, let me just quickly go to Jack in Tucson. He's on hold right now, 855-212-4CBS. He wants to, I guess, enlighten us on the hot dog debate that we were having earlier where Samter was saying he only likes the dirty water hot dog. He can only boil hot dogs. And I'm like, okay, you get the hot dog on the grill like any other sane human being. Jack, what's happening? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Doing fantastic. What's on your mind? All right. So I've... I've been a cook since about 1996. Okay. I've cooked from San Francisco to New York. Mm -hmm. I love a dirty water hot dog. But whether you're in Shore Hills, Verona, you're doing catering, if you don't have a pig in a blanket, it's not a party. Thank you. I'm just saying. I'm 100% with you. you Have a great day. Love you guys' show. Wait, Jack, I have one quick question here for you. Go ahead. Were you made aware of what Evan Neal said yesterday? Just wondering. I, I was not. I did not hear that. So, no. so Evan Neal, offensive lineman, formerly of Alabama, now plays with the Giants. The Giants stink. Uh-huh. He's getting he's getting booed left and right. And he said, "Why I, would a lion concern himself with the opinion mm-hmm. of a sheep?" The person that is commenting on the performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Someone that's uh-huh. in the food industry. Yeah. How does that make you feel, Jack? It, you know. <sighs> I didn't, I didn't take it directly as a comment on the food industry. I took it as a person who had privilege and was speaking down on others. And for, for what? Like, these people pay your salary and show up. And how much do they pay for those PSAs and those tickets? Yeah, like, PSAs, really? yeah. Yeah, good phone, and- good phone call, Jack. Appreciate the time. Thanks so much. All righty, we'll come on back. We'll wrap up the show. Thought in the game. Also get into uh, James Harden as well. But standing by first with the latest CBS Sports Radio update. Here's the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Today's memorable moment is sponsored by Prevagen. Prevagen is the most recommended memory support brand by pharmacists. The Commanders lead the all-time series against the Bears, 27-24 and 1, and have dominated of late in the last nine matchups. Washington has won eight times, including last season, where they won 12-7. In that game, 
Justin Fields was sacked five times and only completed 14 of his 27 passes for 190 yards. I may be mistaken, but I also thought that was a Thursday night football game as well. It kind of feels as if that was another one of those early season disaster Thursday night football games for Al Michaels where, Al, welcome to Amazon for year number two with Prime Video, and you get this matchup, I believe, once again. And to give you a thought on the game tonight, I don't even know if I'm going to bet this game tonight. I have to watch this game, but I look at this game. This is an ugly, sloppy game. And I have no expectations for the Bears offense. The Bears offense is non-existent, if we're being fair. And the Commanders, I think, are a solid team that at best this year go 9-8. and eight, Maybe 10-7 and seven if everything goes right, but probably 9-8. and eight, And they could be the seventh and final seed in the wild card. So I guess if I had to make a play tonight, I take the under, and I hate betting unders. Because then you're watching a game, and you're rooting for there to be no points. And when you watch football, you know, sure, we could all find at times a good defensive battle to be intriguing, but we want fireworks. We want explosions. We want points. We want touchdowns. So I'd probably play the under tonight, and I don't see, and maybe this is a sucker bet, because everyone's going to look at this and go, oh, the Bears uh, stink, so lay the points with the Commanders. And then maybe the Commanders, right, in their two victories, it's by a combined uh, three points in the margin of victory. So you probably should plus the points here with the Bears, but I'll be a sucker like everybody else tonight, and I'll uh, lay the six points if I had to make a play on this game. I would go uh, Commanders minus the six, and then I would also take the under here of 45 points. But this is a, a hold-your-nose type of game. And this is... If you have a sleep mask, maybe you just lower the sleep mask and you try to pass out during the game and just listen. You know, really be like an old man, like my Papa Eddie. Uh, towards the later years of his life, he would sit on the couch in the recliner, uh, the recliner chair, actually, and he would le lean back, mouth open, start to snore, and then you would change the channel of the game and he'd be like, I was watching that, I was watching that. I'm like, Grandpa, you've been knocked out cold for, for about an hour. So this is one of those games where you could doze off and then wake back up and hope that you're in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go and hope it's a game. You know what's going to happen? This can be must-watch TV tonight. Well, Booger McFarlane once said, or it may have been Al Michaels. It was one of the two. Sometimes... Same, same. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not like Booger I'm about to quote something historical. Yeah. But, but one of them said, sometimes a game is so bad that it actually could be good and entertaining, if you know what I'm saying. And that could be tonight between these two football teams where the commanders are in a much better spot. But their ceiling is just being the seventh uh, and final playoff spot where the Bears are destined to be the first and maybe second pick of the draft because the Bears also have the Panthers pick. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Look at what Samter started here with his terrible take about hot dogs. You can only boil hot dogs, and if you put them on a grill, you're an animal. And like the entire nation saying, uh, hold on, wait a second, we all put our hot dogs on a grill. Let's go to Matt in Alaska. He wants to chime in on the hot dog conversation because he's a big hot dog aficionado. Matt, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, man? You know, hot dogs are my second favorite food, only to be one-upped by the versatile taco. So the two best mm. ways to eat a hot dog are to leave them on. You know, you get the real cheap ones, like 99 cents a pack from the grocery store, and you leave that meat-like product in a rubber casing on the grill for two or three minutes too long until it gets nice and charcoal -y. And so you got that nice little smoky flavor to it. 
Second best way is go to your roadside highway gas station and wander to the back. Ooh. Get one off the roller. That's yeah, the roller's, a, the roller's a great call. Everyone's got to love a roller hot dog. So, so you know, you got to snap through that rubber casing to let all the all the goo and all that good flavor out. You know, those are the best two ways to eat a hot dog. Anybody that's boiling a hot dog well, I guess I guess they just don't know much about the finer things in life, like a burnt hot dog and a gas station dog. Gotcha. Matt, I I appreciate the time. He said boiling a hot dog well, correct? Is that what he said? Yes. Okay. I thought he said something else. No, he said boiling it well. Okay. I thought we got pranked there for a second. Then I said, oh, he said boil. But that's just maybe where my mind is in the the gutter. No, but he's not wrong that burning a hot dog to a crisp on a grill is the only way to actually eat it off a grill. Because then you can't actually taste how disgusting it is. Have you been to one of the most famous hot dog places in America? Nathan's? No. Well, that is one of the more famous hot dog places, but it's not the one I was talking about. Rutt's Hut in New Jersey? No. Rutt's Hut is a legendary hot dog place. They call their hot dogs Rippers. Now, I never knew this until recently that they have a cremator dog as well, and it sits in the bottom of the grease for the entire, like, day, and at night you could go in there, or, you know, I think the place is open almost, like, pretty close to 24 hours, so they just have a bunch of hot dogs that have been sitting down there, and they pull it out and they serve it to you. That is uh, the cremator hot dog at Rutzon. I've never tried it because I've just gone with the Ripper and a well-done Frenchie, that's a French fry, and then also a cup of chili from Rutzon. I've never understood hot dog places, right? There's burger places all over the place. Well, there's a place in Chicago that I'm dying to go to. It's called <sighs> the Wiener Circle. And Sounds at the awful. Wiener Circle, it is a 24-7 type of joint, and they just dehumanize you when you walk in. So you have people cooking hot dogs, and they'll yell at you, they'll curse at you, they'll freak out at you, and they'll just treat you like you're a piece of crap, but they'll just go on and on and on and yelling at you, and it's one of those drunk, fun places that I've heard just seeing the videos throughout the years at the Wiener Circle in Chicago. Yeah, there's a couple places like that around. Which it's kind of fun. It's more fun when you bring somebody who doesn't know that that's what the shtick of the place is. And they go in there and they just think that people are being rude. And to see the look on somebody's unsuspecting face is fantastic. So I've never been there, but one of my friends is in Chicago. And I just told my friend, you have to go to the Wiener Circle. And then he texts me. He goes, what the heck was that? All right, real quickly, one final thought before we get on out of here. James Harden. I'm so sick and tired of James Harden. I can't stand the guy. The guy's a Hall of Famer. We all know that. But come the postseason, the dude is in clutch. He's a pain in the ass. And let's also be clear about this. James Harden only cares about partying now. James Harden only cares about going to the strip club and going to the buffets. He does not care about the entirety of the regular season and winning a championship. And now he's mad at Daryl Morey. He goes to China. He says, Daryl Morey is a liar. I'll never play for the Sixers. He's going to show up to training camp. He's going to be a problem. He's going to be a pain in the butt. And here's my question. If James Harden is still so attractive in his own mind that all these other teams are going to want him and he wants to force a trade out of Philadelphia... Why has no one taken the uh, the bait yet? Why has no one traded for him yet? Because there's really only one destination that he could go. The Heat aren't bringing him in. He's the antithesis of Heat culture, right? The Bucks and Celtics already made a bunch of moves. Really, the only place that he could go is L.A. And I'm not talking about the Lakers, even though LeBron's buddy-buddy with everybody, so maybe he would take on James Harden. But it would be the Clippers. And James Harden would fit the Clippers' culture where they don't really care about the regular season, make your own schedule, show up when you want, load management, go out and have a good night in the town, and then uh, we'll hope everyone can be healthy and, and make a nice little postseason run. 
So, like, I'm just at the point now where I could sit here and I could scream and yell until the cows come home about James Harden, but it's a waste of energy because this guy is a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it, but he's always left me thinking that there could be more to James Harden, and I just don't think his motor and I don't think his drive is there, and it's the same old playbook all the time. He goes somewhere. He makes it look like it's a good situation to start, whether that's in Houston, uh, whether that's in Brooklyn, whether that's in um, uh, Philadelphia. And ultimately, he reaches an expiration date, and he takes zero accountability, and he becomes a pain in the rear end on the way out. All righty, that is a Thursday edition of the Zach Gelb Show. We'll be back tomorrow for a big Football Friday show as we get rocking and rolling Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Noon to 3 p.m. Pacific. Big thanks to each and every one of you for calling, listening, and tweeting. Also, like to thank the passionate crew in the YouTube chat that have been called by the show that used to be in this time slot, the Weedos and the Purple Drankers. We'll see what we'll call them moving forward. Great job out of Sam Stu. Also, like to thank Drew Bledsoe. We'll talk to you tomorrow, everybody. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 